0: Hello and welcome to Bored and Sassy.
1: I'm Val. And I'm Sam. And we're here to bring you Disney news, discussion, and opinions with a sassy grown-up bent. Today we're going to talk about some feedback we got from a listener, a surprise trip report that's about a month late, uh, Disney Plus problems, ticket prices, and as always, we'll laugh through some silly shit. So first, we've got to give you a mild disclaimer that if you hear any strange bird noises in the background, we've been fostering a number of extra birds for over a month. Hopefully, that is ending soon. But if you hear any shrieking in the middle of this, uh, we are recording in the room next to them and they are mostly asleep, but it's possible they'll decide to throw some shenanigans. So apologies in advance if you hear weird cockatiel noises.
0: If we laugh too much, you might hear them joining in because, you know, they think we're calling today. Right.
1: It 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 could be a thing. We're just warning you now. So first, we wanted to finally get to that feedback I've been alluding to for multiple episodes. <laughs> Actually, before that, I should explain that we've had a, a why we've had a break or part that we've had a break. It was an accidental break. We've just had a lot of stuff going on. We had a show two days ago that I directed and Sam did the sound for. So and I performed in. Um, so we've just had a lot going on. And sorry for the continued random hiatus thing it'll continue to happen it's uh just we do a lot of stuff outside of our super busy jobs so thanks for sticking with us through uh nonsensical breaks that were not planned um so we're gonna get going on that feedback first this was from erin who is a listener who neither of us know which was like the most exciting thing that's ever happened (laughs) about this podcast um And Erin wrote, uh, love the podcast. This is the only one I've actively listened to regularly. I do have some topics you may be able to address. Favorite places to eat, character meet and greets or character meals, security at the parks, traveling to other places in Florida like Kennedy Space Center or Universal, etc. Keep up the fun. So first of all, thank you for listening and for sending in feedback because we don't really tend to get a lot. And it is helpful to know like what folks want to hear about. And um, we
0: love to talk about our opinions on all right, of Right, like kinds that's why we have a Disney podcast. So, um, we have a lot of feelings.
1: Yeah. Um, our favorite places to eat is really easy. Um, Kona and Tiffin's and Skipper Canteen has kind of like crawled into that list after our last trip, too. We like stuff that isn't just the typical like a steak and potatoes or like.
0: Yeah, well, in in sort of, we've talked about this some before, but to try and get through these quickly. Um, Each of these has something cool about them. Tiffin's has a totally crazy menu, but I'm a really picky eater and I've always found things that I like there. Mm -hmm. Um, Kona we love because it's kind of a mixture of a couple of different cuisines that both of us really like. And Um, you can
1: get the bread pudding from Ohana sometimes. And it's in the Polynesian, which is the best resort.
0: Visiting it is just wonderful. Skipper Canteen is a great immersive experience related to one of our favorite rides of all time, I would say anyway, just because we're... Punny individuals, and you get that kind of experience. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, and we did that for the first time in our last trip that we did together. Yeah, um, and it was really, really fun. So we were we would definitely recommend it.
1: Yeah, they are all things that are um, also just like really immersive or really good. Like they have a really good atmosphere in one yeah. way or another. Um, so and- Tiffins has always been really quiet, but it's really cool. They always like they'll give you art. And they'll explain what is going on on the walls and like. They're just all really interesting experiences in one way or another. Like, Kona isn't, you wouldn't think is anything special, but like, A, it's in the Polynesian, and then B, like, they have all these neat, like, these weird fan looking things that don't actually work as fans on the ceiling. And like, and the service at these places has also been astounding. Absolutely
0: phenomenal. Yeah. So, Um, also, sort of, the uh, runner up uh, there is. Uh, Also, because those are, those are sort of the, the bougie, fancy places that we like. There's also, honestly, like, don't, don't. Count out electric umbrella and well, the don't um is count going out. away, but cosmic, Ray, um, yeah, and cosmic yeah, rays. Yeah, cosmic rays. Because if you just need calories and you need to go somewhere where you're going to be able to get in and out in a reasonable time and have room to sit, mm-hmm. they're really good options because they have a lot of lines. They have the same base menu where you right. can get nugs, you can get burgers, you can get like whatever your basic stuff is. They probably have some version of it there, Um, and it's moderately priced. You know and And it's just, it's a very effective place to know you can probably get food before your next thing you have to do.
1: Yeah, and there's, that goes for basically anywhere that has chicken nuggets and french fries as an option on the menu. It's always the same chicken nuggets, and it's always the same french fries. And so for me, who has a really awful body that is a jerk all the time, places like that, like, again, Cosmic Rays is where we tend to go in the Magic Kingdom, um... The electric umbrella was it an Epcot, but now we'll have to figure something else yep. out. Um,
0: let's. We'll see. just go to Club Cool. Uh,
1: there's let's at see. least one. I think there's at least. <laughs> womp womp. <laughs> I think there's at least one in every park is the thing um, that has like, and probably more that has just the basic chicken nuggets and French fries, and it's a safe option for me. It's usually a decent portion. Like sometimes I've even shared it with someone else. Um, so, like, our other favorite after the places that we go and, like, sit down and have fancy dinner um, really is those, like, standby places where I can just get something quick and, and safe. Um, the next one, and obviously we can talk about some of these in depth as we, like, get through them in life more. Right. But we don't do a lot of character stuff usually. I will say my last surprise trip, I did Mike and Sully um, in... Hollywood Studios it's like you go it's in the same place as the um, Walt Disney presents walkthrough thing where you get to see all the history and where the um, little preview movies usually are. The lighting in the queue is awful and was giving my friend a migraine. Um, but the actual meet and greet with Mike and Sully was super super cute so that's one that I can definitely speak to as being like really a good time. Um, I thought
0: I thought for a, a very special occasion type meet and greet, um when we did was it was it the holiday party where we got to meet all of the dwarves oh, at yeah. once Oh yeah um very I merry that christmas was, party yeah, you can right. meet
1: all seven dwarves at once so and it's amazing the
0: there are special character um greets at those specific at the parties yeah. wherever they are um at at those parties and it's worth looking up what they will be and if you're willing to shell out for the party. Yeah. Um, the lines are not as crazy as they might be if it was just they're during general crazy. admission, but they're, they're pretty, pretty crazy. They're pretty
1: crazy because they're yeah. all exclusive. Yep. But the Seven Dwarfs was super cute. Like, I, the pictures, I'm grinning like a five-year-old. Like, they're so fun. Yep. Um. So, those are a good time. I will say, too, we've done Tink. Um, we've done Tink together. I did Tink with my friends this last trip. And, like, Tink in the Magic Kingdom meeting sort of right as you're going into the park – um, the same building as Tony's town square, I forget town square theater or whatever they call yeah. it. She's always so fun and I love her. So yeah, she's always a good it's usually one. usually go not to. like a
0: bad line unless yeah. it's really busy on yeah. that given day and there's not much else to do. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, security at the parks is one of our favorite, like don't even do it topics because we, uh, basically bypass security as much as possible. um, we just, you just hop the fence s- and climb no. right in. <laughs> we, it's funny because I actually saw a custom or like a person. There's this person who makes uh, like bags and skirts and cute attire and Christmas stockings and stuff who I follow because I met them at a convention years ago. And they made these really cute sling bags, some of which are Star Wars themed. And I was like maybe I will start bringing a bag to the parks. But we basically refuse to bring bags to the parks, even though we usually get there well after rope drop and wouldn't have a problem going through bag check. It's just like the principle of the thing. Sam will sometimes bring like an empty string bag in his back pocket, which once or twice they've made him like open. Like, yeah, take they'll, out an they'll open sometimes
0: box. give you a little bit of a hard time if you have like bulky pockets going through yeah, the, they'll be like, the "What's in without there? bags line. Yeah. And then you pull out an empty bag and they're like, well, that's a bag. But we but, basically go you know, through with
1: like... Like, You know, a pouch of some like meds and band aids and stuff, and like I'll have a pair of sunglasses in my pocket. Right.
0: Or and like, because we have that bag in my pocket, if we want to get a couple of bottles of water to carry around, right. we have an easy way to do that. Um, and that's that's generally how we we do it. That said, as Val said, like I've started doing bag lines more, even though yeah. because once I have one of those bags full, if we park hop, right, um, it's like well, I'm not going like, to throw out my water when I or, was in my know.
1: my trip in January. Uh, I had bought something in Mexico that I didn't want to carry around, and so I just bought a bag in Mexico also, and it's actually <laughs> for my friend, and I keep forgetting to give it to him, who I had, he he stole a similar bag for me years ago, but I was like, huh, I'll just buy this and use it to get back to the hotel.
0: That's another valuable thing to remember, though, is that you can, if you're pretty committed to not having a bag, and you get what you need into, like, small pouches in your pockets or something <laughs> like that, um, or even just limit... If you have a larger party, have one person with a bag with everybody's basic right. needs. So, and then have everybody else be able to go through the, the faster way. Um, but one thing that is really valuable is remembering that merch doesn't necessarily have to be something you carry around. Yes. Because a lot of places what you can do is have it shipped back to your room or all the way to your house. I probably could have from pay. Mexico so. to
1: my room if I wasn't yep. like leaving the, I think I was leaving the next day right. or so. But right, because was a day or two delay yeah. or something. It's like your last couple of days, you can't really do that. But before that, if you buy something in the parks, you can just and you're staying on property, you can just have them um send it back to your room or you can pretty much always have stuff sent home which is what I've done twice with Tauntauns that I bought for the same friend for different friends of hers um, in Batuu. So Highly
0: recommended if you end up building a droid just because they're big yeah. and bulky and I've seen more than a few of those get kicked around yeah. and uh, some child going absolutely ballistic because yeah. the thing they just built and were so excited about got booted by some you know unsuspecting stranger right. who walked by like, oh. as they put it down <laughs> yeah. you know.
1: Um, but yeah, we, security overall is an interesting topic too. We did talk in one episode about it and I had a friend who was kind of like, it's security theater, it's bullshit. But like, the thing is they did find that guy who accidentally had a gun. So right. like, realistically, it's not something it, every kind of security is to some degree security theater, but because Disney legitimately does look in every pocket of your bags, like they don't, cause I was, somebody did, a, was asking questions about security on um, the subreddit today as I was browsing it. And they were, people were like, they unzip every single zipper in that bag. And the thing is that, like, it isn't just the cursory, like, we're going to pack and they, like, flat shine right. a flashlight in your bag. Like, they look at everything. And so, realistically, I do feel like it's useful to have, but we bypass it as much as we can because I hate waiting in lines for things. Yep. Um, and as far as other places in Florida... Uh, We don't go to them. Um, We've gone to Universal a few times, but Universal sort of lacks the magic for us in a lot of ways. And so we don't tend to go. And then other times, like, I had one year where a friend was like, oh, you should go to this place and this place and this place. And I was like, I don't go off of Disney property because I like to feel safe and not have to, like, rent a car or figure out how to get around Florida. I like to just be able to, like, relinquish control for a week. Um, So we don't really go elsewhere.
0: Um, I can't speak to it personally um but i i do know that uh a bunch of my space nerd friends do Uh, really like the what is it the kennedy space center is that what's down there um and while i haven't made it out there it's it's one of the things that i would like to go to um but again i can't vouch for it personally but um there's a lot of cool stuff there that you could see in person that you may not ever be able to see anywhere else. well and i know
1: that like you know Rob Plays of the TTA podcast, which you should totally listen to, has like gone, he's like seen SpaceX launches and stuff, yep. which is cool. Um, I mean, <laughs> it's cool to, pe- let's not get into the politics of SpaceX right now, Whew! but it's cool That's stuff. another podcast. It's cool to see. It's neat to look at. We'll just ignore If it's going to happen
0: anyway, you might right. as well watch <laughs> right.
1: it. Right. <laughs> so there's certainly cool stuff, but for us, so much of the reason that we go to Disney is that sort of escapism from our day-to-day lives, which are... A lot, um, sometimes, so... Yeah,
0: a lot in a very, like, privileged white person. Oh, for
1: sure, thought. for sure, um, yeah.
0: But yes, it is It is very much unplugging from our normal reality yeah. and getting to experience a, a somewhat more fantastic and worry-free yeah. universe where so we we're, all we're worried about is which attraction we're going to next yep. and where we'd like to get lunch, and that's really cool. And, yeah, the second you leave Disney property, you, like drive past a, a really run down waffle house and I'm always just like uh, <laughs> I don't want to do like, that I don't know I, yeah can we just turn around yeah
1: and uh so. yeah so that's that's all the sort of high level stuff that we have on on your feedback Aaron thanks again for sending it in um if you have other stuff you can contact us via the form but you can also email us at sassy at gmail.com so also know, send it in if you're like hey I want I, I meant this send it in to us
0: also I'd love to hear um your answers to some of these questions um, for anyone out there who is listening and has a lot of experience um, because we don't represent the sum total of everyone's possible experience and opinions. Yeah, I know some people are really good at planning like a multiple theme park visit trip to Florida and also, you know, have other things for you know family members who like uh, maybe a less a family-oriented vacation if they if they want to go clubbing or something. Like, who knows? Um, but I know that there are a bunch of different experiences that all of you may have that are different than the way that we experience Disney and our trips to Florida. So I would love to hear uh, your perspectives on these things as well. All of you listeners, not yeah, just... Yeah, please uh, do
1: feel free to write in. Like, I know we don't tend to do the... We're not the best at calls to action, except being like, hey, send us feedback. But, like, if you have opinions on this stuff that Aaron has asked about or anything that we talk about, totally write in. I uh, just realized I haven't actually looked at that inbox in weeks. Whoops. 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 And it's telling me that it... (laughs) It detected uh, some interesting activity on this account and is making me. So, whichever verified. one of you
0: is hacking our board Stop and sassy email, email? It's probably please. just that
1: I like made it and then never logged in again. Right. So, yeah, thanks again for that. Again, continue writing us in, whether it's via email or via our contact form like that. Our next topic is a surprise trip report. So uh, I could not talk about this, but it's been in the works for the entire time we've had this podcast for sure. Um, my lovely friend Amanda uh, was turning 21, and she and her mom went on a trip in early January. And because I have an annual pass, uh, and because we go down all the time and stuff, Uh, said mom. I'm friends with both of them. Her her name is Sharon. And she said, hey, why don't you come? And so I snuck down uh, early on January 6th. Then I left late on January 8th. So I was just there for three days. Um, But I dropped in on her 21st birthday. We surprised her. It was so great. She had no idea, which is funny because like, I was commenting as they were checking in on stuff, being like, "'Oh my gosh, so jealous like whatever, <laughs> and I was trying not to play it up because I was like, I'm totally gonna fucking ruin this and then I uh did not that somehow being really
0: weird about ne- this right, neither right yeah. neither
1: of us somehow ruined it, which is amazing um so it was really it was really great i uh it was it was a wonderful time um got to do rise of the resistance.
0: Which I'm very jealous of. I opted to stay home instead of joining to make the trip easier so that I could be home for the dog. And it's only a few days or whatever, you know. Yeah. And Um, so it was just me. But I'm very jealous jealous. that you got to do But we're going
1: in April, so it's fine. Um, It's fine. So the thing is, this lovely friend of mine who was turning 21 got up with me. And we, you know, met up at quarter of six. And we got on a bus and we got to the park at like six 45 or something. I forget what what the timeline was. Because we tried to take the fucking Skyliner because we were staying at Pop. And I called the night before. And I was like, what's the best way to get to the park? And the guy was like, the Skyliner will be running. And it was fucking running. But they weren't open. They, the station at Pop between Pop and AOA was not open. So you couldn't get on it. And I was like, what the fuck? Um, so we got on a bus. I stepped in some spilled or vomited oatmeal. It was really hard to tell. Uh, but I was just like, so out of it that it was like, oh, fuck it, I don't care. Got on the bus, got there, got through security. Uh, they they started letting people in relatively quickly after we got there. Um, we got over to the sort of waiting area by, um, what is it, Backlot Express or whatever it's called? The food place. That's the Hollywood Studios place, at least one of them, that has chicken nuggets and oh, fries. Oh, yep.
0: Yep. Um, I like that place.
1: And got, opened my app fresh, like killed the app and opened it fresh at seven. Made my boarding group with my friend and got boarding group 15 so like just hung around started showing her bad too, and then we got called by because the park opened at 7 we got po- called at 7 30 um i have das so we went through the fast pass the future fast pass line um and got on the ride and we're done by like eight o'clock it was legitimately life-changing no spoilers here but it was honestly I there is nothing like it. It was so fucking cool. And my friend is not a Star Wars fan and she was like, "Holy crap, that was amazing." Like that's the thing. Is it it almost transcends IP to me where it becomes a ride experience that it's just so immersive and amazing that it doesn't matter. It's kind of like Flight of Passage, how that transcends Avatar. You don't have to give a fuck about Avatar to think it's great. It's like that but, like, times a thousand.
0: One thing that was really interesting, I can't remember where I was reading about this, but following up on that idea. But, again, I haven't i haven't been on it. I'm really excited to go. I just know that it's long and really cool and immersive. Mm-hmm. Um, someone said, this is a ride that if it wasn't already associated with uh, an existing IP... Someone would want to make a film out of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like like I mean, pirates, kind yes, of in that way. In yes. that
0: this is something really special it's that someone amazing. should make a ride it's, about.
1: There are just so many pieces of it that are so cool. So if you are going anytime soon and they're still using boarding groups, I'm assuming they will when we're going, um fucking do it. Like get up early. It is a hundred percent worth it. The plan was if we got a higher group, we would have just gone back and taken a nap, but we got a low, you know, we got 15, which was pretty low. Um, and was called pretty quickly, but like truly it is not, I can't overhype it. Like that's the thing to me is that it's one of those things that there are so many dimensions to it that you, I can't imagine someone not enjoying it unless you were like just a really big grump.
0: So is it better than Ellen's energy adventure? Shut the fuck
1: up. Get out of my life right now. It is shorter than Ellen's energy adventure. Oh, uh...
0: It's way better. Um, Okay.
1: okay. Yeah. So I did some other stuff I'd never done on this trip, including going to Trader Sam's because Amanda's birthday, she wanted to go to Trader Sam's.
0: You also rode the Skyliner like eight times? Oh, fuck. I rode the Skyliner like like
1: eight times. I forgot to say that. Yeah. So I stayed at Pop because that's where my friends were staying. And uh, we rode the Skyliner like once in November. But being at Pop, it was really convenient to get to Hollywood Studios or Epcot. And I was just like, well... I'm just going to try it because a lot of the time the lines were short enough I'd end up being by myself anyway when I was going it wasn't like I was going at peak times to get to the parks and I took it a lot and I actually really like I'm still every time I'm up there terrified I don't like the experience the speed though was really great because it wasn't like oh I'm going to go stand and wait for a bus like it was a zippy transportation option. And yep.
0: it's very direct. I mean, that's the thing, is that yeah, it's well, direct and it moves and in it's continuous. In some ways, so. like
1: the fact that you have to change to a different line at Caribbean yeah, is whatever. But I mean, but, it's, but it's it's they did a really good job and it's continuous. So it there's the line, even when it looks long, is never really that long. So yeah, I did take the Skyliner a lot of times. Um Yes. Back to Trader Sam's. I don't really like bars it's so loud in there and they chant about all the different drinks and shit it was neat in some ways but I was like oh this place is fucking tiny and very loud so I had like one non-alcoholic drink and I had to get going anyway because my um my DME was like I don't know an hour or so after I left that or something so I just like I took it easy but I was like well this is this is Trader Sam's like Maybe it's good we didn't go here while we were on our honeymoon staying at the Polynesian. Because it's like, it would have been like Oga's. We would have like had one drink and been like, it's too loud in here. I need to leave.
0: I don't think I even realized that there was like an experience aspect to it. I thought it was yeah. just like, oh, they have cool drinks and like no, weird they, mugs they or chant whatever. When you get but, certain yeah.
1: drinks and it's really punny and the lighting changes and right. there are like effects and there's a. Tiki Goddess and like all this So
0: now shit. I have to go but It's I,
1: cool. It's just like you know. I really do just want to be like, I, do I need a reservation? Can I just walk in and walk back out? Um so that was cool. Um did Magic Kingdom Disney after hours again. Mm. It was great as it always is. Um I had a fucking blast. We're trying villains after hours on our Woo-hoo! April trip because they are doing them villain they're doing villains after hours, so we're doing that. We'll see and we'll definitely report back on the differences between regular and that because I think it's going to be more of a middle ground between the parties and the regular after hours. I cannot if anyone can find the actual sold capacity for the villains after hours events, I would love to know because I know Disney after hours at the Magic Kingdom is 2500 and I know that the the Halloween and Christmas parties are way high, like in the 25,000 or some nonsensical high number. Um, I know that those are really high sold. I'm assuming villains is somewhere in the middle from what I've heard about lines not being as short, but we're going to try it and see how it goes because villains fucking rule and I'm into it. Um...
0: Yeah, and, and it's there is exclusive stuff at this, too. So yes. just from a demand perspective, and I expect like it to snacks. also be higher. Yeah. Because, yeah. Well, and, and just, like, there's a villain show. Like, yeah, I would go just for the show. villain show. In yeah. fact, that's kind of why I'm excited about it. Yeah. yeah, After hours in general is nice. Like, having a ticketed event is nice. But mm-hmm. uh, I've done that several times. What I really want to see is a new stage yeah. show.
1: And it was super cool because for that, especially with my trip being so short, like, my friends were there for, like, a good week. I was there for three days. And so, especially with my trip being short, it was really nice to have a regular Disney After Hours with them um, to get to do all of the stuff that I probably wouldn't have had time to do. Also, we we did, you know, we did Peter Pan's Flight, which is always tough to get on. And um, it's my darling friend Amanda's, like, favorite thing as Peter Pan. Uh, we got to go through the regular queue. It was nice, like, so you could see everything. And then some fucking grandma. I just remembered evil grandma who, like... She got in the line, didn't wait for her family, like cut us off to get into the line and left her family behind us. And then like, we eventually kind of let them through. Like we were like, they were like, grandma, can you stop? Like they were yelling at her to try to get her to come back to them. And she fucking wouldn't like, and this was like, she didn't want
0: to grow up. This was like
1: rich grandma. Like she was wearing a shawl. (laughs) She had a fancy fucking wood carved cane. Like she was fancy grandma. And she was just like kind of an ass. And her poor family, we were just like, it's okay, just go ahead. And they were like, I'm so sorry. Like, <laughs> she's not listening to us. And then the cast member was not standing at the like split between the two lines like they often are. So they started going in the wrong direction, and a bunch oh, of us no. fall, and then it turned around. So we were in front of them in the end anyway. <laughs> and I was like,
0: fuck you, nasty grandma. <laughs>
1: It, she was deliberate; like it wasn't like senile, not paying attention. Right. It was like, no, I'm going here. You mean like she, she
0: was, was like a, a, a generation older kind of Karen situation? Yeah, yes. she was
1: whoever the predate, whatever the the Karen greatest is. generation
0: Karen is, uh, uh, Irma Edna? or something. Edna, yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, she was. Um, yeah, but it was a great again. Disney After Hours is always great. Um, I did also meet up with a couple of other friends while I was on the trip. And went on Space Mountain and had fun for the first time ever. Because I've got on Space Mountain a number of times with different folks. 2018, April. I went by myself on that trip. I went by myself again later. And then I went with you. Like, it's always freaked me the fuck out. And I think, in part, I think I've always ended up in the front. I was this time. So I went to the right. It's been confirmed that the sides are different. They are fucking different. And I find the right less scary. This time I went to the right and also was in the back, not in the front car. It was a little bit less intense. I was in the front seat of the back car. And it was a little bit less intense. I knew, like, I could tell what was coming because of the car in front of me. So I found it less scary. So I have one time now enjoyed Space Mountain. Uh thanks to that that little short trip that I took. So anyway, it was really cool. I just was really, I felt really fortunate that, you know, being an annual pass holder and like having my JetBlue card, I could go down and surprise this friend because I love her and her mom. Like I love them both and I'm very good friends with both of them. And um, I feel lucky that I'm able to do that because um, it was really nice to be able to make it special. So happy super late on the podcast birthday, Amanda. Good job turning Happy twenty-one. Birthday, Amanda. <laughs> Our next topic is Disney Plus problems. So we haven't experienced any of the like login issues and stuff that people are having um, or playback issues, but holy fucking shit, you guys, the captions are so bad.
0: It's actually kind of funny because a lot of these films that the captions are bad on are things where the captions, like on the DVD and stuff like that, are just fine. It's Presumably. just, I, you know, I wonder. Well, I, I, I even compared one or two that seemed really bad oh, with the at least the versions that I had from a totally uh, reputable copies uh-huh. that I had. Um, but it's it's one of those things where like I really wonder if they just like outsourced captioning on all of their content for Disney plus or something to a a company that isn't doing it up to their standards because it was, yeah
1: it seemed like maybe one of those things where they gave it to like an intern as a busy work job and Mm, then didn't check the work. Right. Um, And the intern was resentful about getting a busy work job. I say this (laughs) having been an intern. Um, I'm not, I'm not knocking intern quality is what I'm saying. I'm saying that sometimes you're just like, Jesus Christ, what fucking crap did you give me? Um, like I was watching The Rocketeer and there were just full words and sometimes phrases removed from sentences. And I tend to watch, um, things with captions on because, uh, sometimes my brain does not parse sentences and other times or the same time often my brain is like, you have to know what that line said. So like, I won't have understood the, the line or parsed what the words were. And then my brain will get upset that I don't know the exact line that was said like it's I think it's connected to my OCD but yeah, who knows that sounds right. um, but it's yeah so I like rewind it I often end up rewinding and rewatching whereas if I have captions on I can often just avoid that and I was legit just like what the fuck did you guys do like it wasn't like they were all the way across the bottom of the screen and there wasn't enough room like they just cut out whole sections of shit and I was like why are you doing this?
0: Whereas I like I like captions just fine on uh, non-English audio um, because, you know, I'm totally fine with that versus a dub, something like mm-hmm. that. Um, but I can really struggle with English captions on English audio when they don't line up. Because right. Because it, it becomes really distracting because I can't help but read yeah. the subtitles. And when they don't line up, then, like, that getting out of sync in my brain just... Suddenly becomes really distracting. And I've had that experience, a couple of that exact experience with a couple of things on Disney Plus. This was the Rocketeer.
1: I think I noticed it on the rescuers down under. Mm, Like And I was like, this is not so because I think the first time that I noticed it, it was just like, oh, okay, probably just a fluke. And then I was like, wait, this is a fucking pattern. Like it's bad. They have done a bad job with their captioning.
0: Granted, it is entirely possible that all of these are just as bad as their DVD release because I've definitely seen some DVD releases of like you know large large brand media um, that just have garbage captions on the DVD because well sure. they don't care because right. accessibility isn't a thing. Right. Um, but it's still it's still kind of frustrating where you know all of the the newer content uh, companies like Netflix, the captions on every, like, Netflix original or something that I've seen have been spot on, Yeah. so...
1: this was, I, there was, there were a few that were just super frustrating that I was, like, this is, I, I, like, rewound a bunch of times so that I could transcribe the actual line and then compare it with the caption, and I was, like, they really took, like, a whole clause out of it.
0: Now, it is something that I'm not that concerned about long-term, as long as we are flagging it and complaining, uh, because... Uh, there has already been a, a number of things um, that are kind of wrong on Disney+. One of them being the the thing that Val will not care about, but a lot of people care about, which is the Simpsons uh-huh. uh, aspect ratio issue. Where, like, there are a lot of visual jokes in the background in The Simpsons that are ruined by just doing a widescreen crop of the original 4x3. Um, and... Uh, it was, it was just kind of stupid. And when challenged about it, um, they were like, yeah, we're going to fix that. And, you know, you'll have all of the seasons in their original, uh, aspect ratio and content. Um, and that was really nice to see them say, "Hey, right now this is what you're stuck with because uh, <laughs> Disney plus was kind of rushed. Um, but we'll we'll make it right. So I am hopeful that if they can do it for The Simpsons, maybe they can do it for a lot of other things that have like kind of rushed content, be it in the yeah. captions or yeah. um, one or two have had like, Okay, audio or okay encoding. For the most part, mm-hmm. the video encoding has been pretty good, but yeah. for a couple of them, it's like, ooh, that's the that's the audio master yeah he Ooh,
1: Rocketeer still fucking rules. By the way, that fucking movie is great. I still like, need to rewatch it. It was not less good rewatching it because I re- I watched it a bunch as a kid and I hadn't seen it in years, and I was just like, holy fucking shit, this movie is excellent. Like it's just a great film. So. Regardless of the captioning issue, you should totally watch it. But yeah, we need to, I need to figure out who exactly to complain to how about the captioning issue. Because if it's an issue for me, who has hearing, then like, or presumably full hearing, honestly. I don't know. But um, I think it's probably like, it's unfair to people who are actually hard of hearing and need captions. Well, and, and or for miss, other reasons need captions. You
0: you miss some of the the. Art of these original right. pieces, if you're just cutting lines exactly. because it's easy, you know? Yeah.
1: So, fix it, Disney. We've got another quick topic that's just a brief fuck you. Because ticket prices went up again.
0: Yay. I'm not surprised. I'm it. not surprised. I'm never surprised. Our, but they
1: keep doing it so much.
0: And it validates our annual pass in a way that I'm kind of annoyed by. Because yeah. we, we uh, if you remember a very angry topic of the past is when um, Val uh, had to speak to the manager a little bit. Um, because the ticket prices went up uh like the day that we were going to renew um and she had called the night before to I make sure I had chatted them and I was to, like, hey, hey I've, I've heard regular
1: right. ones are increasing our APs, and they were like, we haven't been told APs are. Right. And then they fucking did.
0: Right. So and that was not that long ago. And that was yet, a couple
1: years ago. That was our second right. to last pass and our current yep. pass we had to fucking do the Sam's Club hack for. Because, they'd because gone they up. went up again right around our renewal period. Yep. So um, it's
0: multiple times a year now that we're getting fairly right. significant increases, and um, it's continuing a trend that we've been troubled by for a while. Which is it? It does kind of seem like uh, we're continuing to just sort of price people out because yeah. as long as the parks are full enough, then it doesn't matter how much prices go up.
1: I mean, our first annual passes were pre well under a thousand. They yep. were like. I want to say 894 that's the number that's sticking Something in my brain like but I think that. it yeah. might have even been lower than that. We can look that up
0: for the next one maybe. Um
1: but it was it was affordable in some way and it made it really easy to say okay if you're taking one 6 or 7 day trip and one 4ish day trip like that's worth it or whatever it is like it was easier to justify the price it's now getting to the point so currently it is 11.95 before tax for the out of state no water park pass which is what we get. Um the issue with that is if you want to break even before the last increase and this always people always say other things. But as of the last increase, you would have had to take I think I calculated it to two 5-day trips to get two separate Five day long trips to have it actually make sense. If you were going to take one long trip, it wouldn't have made sense to get because right. the more days, lower right. the price cost goes down thing. over
0: time. The more days that right. you right. So taking if you were going to take like
1: a nine day trip, you wouldn't have saved money getting the AP at the last increase. Now, right. granted, the other thing that's a problem is when they move to the variable day pricing, you can't. You you're basically going to have to average it over the course of the year. What an average daily ticket looks like because um, they are different per day now depending on the champion and winning and all that nonsense. Um, But it is really hard to justify as an out-of-state resident uh, getting an annual pass at this point because even if we go for two trips, you have to start doing math and realizing that, like, unless you... Now, granted, I haven't redone the math since this last increase. Right, because...
0: Last- it's still probably worth it compared to regular ticket price, but regular ticket price has also gone up. But right. it's still not clear. Like, I think I think the thing is, we'll, we'll redo the math. Um, if you're going to take even three small trips, it's almost certainly worth it right. because a short trip is still fairly expensive. Yes, and adding subsequent days becomes less and less expensive. Yes. So if you're only taking one trip a year, it's almost certainly not worth it. Right. If you're taking multiple trips or would want to take multiple trips, and this is a way to help make that more affordable, it's more affordable, but it's definitely not affordable like it used to feel, even when we started not that long ago.
1: Right. It's really not... It's like there, And I still maintain that they must be trying to price people out because there's no like basically people keep buying it okay we'll pop it higher people keep buying it okay we'll pop it higher they're not hurting for traffic right now
0: no especially um, with galaxy's edge i mean they're they've got great traffic to one of their formerly least visited gates yeah and you know yeah i think i think it's it's one of those things that i think is unfortunately pretty good business sense even if it kind of sucks as a thing to do to people
1: i mean it sucks so massively because we can afford it. We could afford to renew it 1200 bucks a pop if we wanted right. to. Right.
0: We're not pissed for us. We're, we're pissed, pissed for, pissed people, for that other people that have been saving for a trip that now can't feasibly spend the money on it. Because it's like, well, you know, when my family could take a trip for, you know, under $2,000, we were really going to consider it and we've been saving up for a while for right. it. And now it's like, well, that same trip that you were planning and that you priced out when you started saving is, you know, like... 60% more expensive.
1: Yeah. So like, if I price out a 10-day ticket for around when we'll be there, um, <laughs> that is Park Hopper. For a person 10 plus years old, Um, after taxes, it's over 700 bucks. Right. And then if you add, again, say like, for a second trip, you're going to take a five-day. <laughs> it's another 600 bucks. It comes out close to that $1,200 point if you're going to take a couple of trips. And honestly, that first trip is 10 days. If you were right. like, say you want to take took two, five-day two five-day trips, five-day it's definitely trips, not
0: break-even. Two,
1: two five-day trips probably is going to be break-even with an AP. Right, and that's right. not like
0: and like yes, you can you can get AP I mean, discounts. Oh you can on, have AP discounts. Yeah, but it's still it's it's still that's banking on the discounts actually matching up with what you want to do exactly. and where you want to eat, and
1: not just being and, like, oh, right. I want to a discount and spending more fucking money exactly. on merchandise, which exactly. is just what we do.
0: Which is exactly why they do that is mm-hmm. that they know people will spend more money if they think they're saving money. So. Right,
1: but like two six day park hoppers. Yeah, again, you're still going to break even about because of yeah. the difference in terms of the price going down the more days you add. So, like, it's unless you're taking the, I maintain that people within a four hour or eight hour drive, APs have probably gone, I'll bet you, and oh, I would love to get my hands on this data because I'm sure they have it. But if I could get data on where people who have APs live, I would, I would really bet you. That the numbers have increased in folks who are driving distance from the parks, like including the four to eight hour to maybe even a 12 hour drive and decreased in folks like us who are a three hour plane ride because it is a significant difference in terms of like the cost if you can drive down versus taking a plane right. and whatever and, and and the pain in the assness of it. Like it's just... Yeah, it's just... Pain
0: in the assness.
1: Pain in the assness. It just aggravates me because, again, like, every time they increase... They used to increase... I feel like it used to be more like a once a year. Now it's like at least twice a year they've been increasing. And the issue is that, like, say some family had priced it out a year ago and we're like, okay, we'll save up and we'll book it six months out and the fucking increase happens. Like, what do you do? You know, it just... It just feels like it's, it's becoming not... It's always been expensive. I'm not saying it was ever something that was like cheap to go do, but it just feels like more and more it's getting so expensive that the folks who might have thought they could at least take their kids on one trip like aren't necessarily going to be able to as much. So it just, it bugs me. I don't like it. Um, It's one of the earliest things we talked about on this podcast is how it feels like they've been nickel and diming about stuff and how expensive everything's gotten. And it really does, you know, it just feels like they're continuing that trend and it sucks. So we won't end on a downer. We'll go into our silly shit in Disney films corner. I can't believe we haven't done this one yet. I know. What the fuck was Elsa eating in that ice castle? She snow cones. Snow cones aren't food. Like she, cause she built the whole. She built the whole thing. We see inside of the ice palace. It's just ice. Like it's not like there's like a room with normal furniture and couches. She can't conjure things that aren't fucking ice or ice fabric. Yeah, I was of, like, like dresses, weird dress clothing. fabric and and snowmen. But like she there's nothing in there that isn't made out of ice. So what the fuck was she eating?
0: Okay, so I have a theory. God damn it. Um, <laughs> so she can conjure like, sentient snowmen, right? Or snow people. She has
1: them know. hunt for her.
0: Right. So, I mean, oh, damn it. she lives in the middle of the wilderness. So I fully expect, and in fact, uh, Disney, if you're listening, uh, I expect to see this Christmas special um, <laughs> about Elsa's Ice Palace kitchens. Reindeer
1: slaughter. Um, right, exactly. Oh. and
0: And, like, just the swarms of the little snow dudes.
1: Oh, the little dudes. They yeah. weren't around until Frozen Fever, but Yeah,
0: that's fine. Um I'll give you that. those those must have existed. Those those are the house elves of Oh god, I'm mixing <laughs> it. And they and they just go out there and they'll just like, you know, maul mammals just in the woods and a drag them radio. back. Yeah. Um and, you know, she does clearly have power over not just ice, but water. Um and maybe even though she didn't know it at the time, uh, she was like uh, had some uh, like hydroponics in the basement, um, you know, because she didn't freeze everything. Ooh, it was under there, you know. Maybe
1: like waterbenders, she can bend blood, just murdered animals.
0: Yeah. So when she when she did the big blast, it just it just froze like. <laughs> a whole herd <laughs>
1: just an of reindeer herd of reindeer that she now keeps like, yeah. frozen and, to death and and right basement. and and
0: what's the what's the big uh snow monster's name marshmallow um, marshmallow yes. marshmallow just goes out there and throws a couple over its shoulder <laughs> and then like makes an iced hand into a blade and just like slices oh it God. into into steaks and oh, they just avoided Jesus. that because they didn't want to make uh you know the the protagonist of these films, um, Sven, uh, uncomfortable, so.
1: Ridiculous. The protagonist of these films, Sven. Sven. You just dodged on me what (laughs) you said. Oh, God. You know, it was just a weird, I was just like, wow, that's really a thing that we just never, like, she doesn't. It's, it's just an It's empty, just like It's like a, fucking Doctor Manhattan Sandcastle.
0: Well no, it's it's what it is is it's like glass, the classic yes. like little kid running away from home thing where it's like, you know, I packed a sandwich oh, yeah, and what I'm do you going know away forever that? and it's like I never
1: I, packed any food. I would just run down the street. Man.
0: Um I watched I I like read a few too many like boxcar children books oh, where the hobos had like yeah. the the like handkerchief tied yeah. into a bundle one on sandwich. a stick over yeah. your shoulder. There's a name and for so that. And the, so, the like one time that I super air quotes ran away, which is really, I just didn't come in when like my mother called for me one time um, and made her very nervous. So, I am sorry. Um, I had like put, <laughs> I don't remember, I'd like gotten a stick and a hanky <laughs> and like put a sandwich <laughs> in a hanky Found and like marched off stick into the woods. On the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and like, found a, a dead hollow tree to sit under, being like, "This is my home now." Oh
1: my god! And
0: uh, and Lure. yeah, I just didn't think through the whole thing where like I was it's gonna need food for more than oh. Thank you. I knew there was a word for it. Yep. And yeah, it's.
1: Yeah, it kind of was like it that. Was she was like, just, I don't have like, a plan. You know, I'm just I'm, running into the yep. wilderness. And I, you're I like, can
0: make a whole you've palace. You never but fed food?
1: yourself. Like you are a princess turned queen. Like. You have never had to feed yourself in your whole damn life. hold
0: on. If she never opened that door, did she just not eat for years? Is that one of her powers that they just never mentioned? No, she never opened
1: the door. She never opened the the door. She just stayed
0: in her room the whole time. No, she just
1: avoided Anna. No, that's canon. That's canon.
0: She stayed in her room the whole time. Sam is wrong
1: and we're ignoring him now.
0: (laughs) How did she avoid her that whole time? Tell us your
1: theories. Boredandsassy at (laughs) gmail.com of what the fuck Anna uh, Elsa was eating in her goddamn ice palace. Well, thanks for listening, buds. That's been our show. Woo. Again, you can go to boardandsassy.com and click contact if you have any feedback on stuff like other things to do in Florida or security or restaurants or character meet and greets like Aaron asked about. If you have feedback on any of this other stuff, if you want to bitch about ticket prices, because God we do, um, click contact. That emails us a form. You can also find us on Twitter at BoredAndSassy and I will get a notification on my phone because that's the only account I have notifications on of the four or five Twitter accounts I have signed (laughs) in on my phone. Um, And yeah, just shoot us some feedback, or again, email us at boardandsassy at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening and bearing with us through our nonsensical schedule shenanigans. Um, Like I said, we'll be down in April. We just did our Fast Passes a few days ago, so we'll have planning talk about that stuff. We'll be on Rise of the Resistance Watch to see if there are still boarding groups.
0: We'll give you an update on what that's like and how terrible or not it is. Um, And yeah.
1: Yeah. And if we ever... Uh, do discuss stuff like Rise or anything. Like We'll be sure to spoiler tag it if we discuss it in detail once Sam has actually been on it. But for now, it's completely spoiler-free because he hasn't been on it yet. So thanks for listening and have a great week, folks.
0: Bye. Bye.
1: You're on a crinkly bed. What? You're on a crinkly bed. I
0: know. Don't really have a choice.
1: Bored and sassy. Now featuring Bed Sounds. Okay, that's weird. Well, we might end up with a fucking cockatiel ruckus in the middle too. Right. So who knows?